So if I have okay. a narrow on the table, okay? Mm -hmm. Narrow on the table, first move, early hip ER drops off, but late hip ER might be magnified. Okay, so this is why you have to distinguish between the early and the late representation. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, uh -huh. so where, and I know you know the answer to this because I remember you answered it on a video previously. If I compress the posterior aspect of the pelvis, where does the ER go? The posterior aspect? You said? If I compress the posterior aspect of the ah, left yeah. side of the pelvis, where does the ER go? Away from midline. So what ER measure am I going to lose on the left side in a narrow ISA? Uh, I, I guess early, but I, I'm just trying you guess to guess early, the and that is the correct guess. Okay. So, what would be the difference with the wide, narrow and wide on on that left side? The guard well, lost. So, the, so, what are they going to maintain? What is the wide going to maintain because of the, the 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 pelvic positions are different? Yeah. Okay. So, what is yeah. what are they going to maintain? We're talking about the left side, right? Talking about the left side, correct. Uh, I think you you early early hip ER is 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 one of the distinguishing characteristics that will help you clarify what you're looking at in regards to an archetype. Okay. Okay. The early hip ER drops off faster on the left in a narrow. It drops off faster on the right with a wide. Early. So this is yeah. the. In front of the body. This is the ER measurement yeah. in front of the body. Your hip, yeah, 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 hip yeah. reduction yeah. measure, okay, uh -huh. is a late ER measure, right? So if I have yeah. a narrow on the table, okay, mm -hmm. narrow on the table, first move, early hip ER drops off, but late hip ER might be magnified. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. I was I was confused because I was just thinking about the turn of the spine, the lumbar spine yes. to the right. That's what got me because I was thinking that it turns away. So uh, the narrow, <clears throat> I'm sorry, uh, the narrow would maintain its ER while the wide would lose it. But no, I think I get it. I have to think a little bit about, but I think I get it now. You have you have to okay. appreciate. Hang on. Appreciate the orientation of the pelvis when they make that first move of the center of gravity. You mean okay. the flat and the oblique one? Do you have a pelvis in front of you? No, no, but I can visualize it. Excellent. Okay. If I if I bring an ilium, if I bring the ilium closer to the femur. Yeah. Can you appreciate so like just by bending the hip? Uh, by Ilium closer to the femur. Can you appreciate the fact that there's a change in muscle orientation? Yes. Okay. So, so yeah. if you look at the fan-shaped representation that they always do of the of like a gluteus medius, mm. bend the hip. There's more of the gluteus medius that becomes an internal rotator yeah. of the femur. Yeah. Right. If that's the case, then I have to lose external rotation. Mm, yeah. Okay. 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 And so all I have so, to do is approximate. All I have to do is approximate the ilium towards the femur, and I will start losing ER. Mm, 
Okay, okay. So if we had an anterior orientation of the pelvis, we would expect to see the hip abduction drop off. Yeah. Okay. No, no, that's not what I said. It's the early hip ER. Yeah, early, yeah, yeah. It's the yeah, ER yeah. in front of the body. Yeah. Okay. I need to start thinking different, differently about it. it. It will take some time. Hashtag, yeah. one of my hashtags, right? Reconsider. Oh, no. no. Oh, you're, oh, you've been listening to that too. <laughs> no, yes, the think differently course. part. The think differently. Ah, part. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. right. In the late foot that you're describing, you have somebody whose center of gravity has gone forward. The, the heel um, is actually lightened under that circumstance. It might still be in contact with the ground, but because it's in contact with the ground, the muscles that would normally lift it up in a late representation don't lift it up. They just pull back against the toes. Um, so sometimes uh, I'll see athletes with um, like with a late foot. So they have the toes that are scrunching up. Yep. As, yeah, as they're going into the squat. Foot. Yeah. So is that just them trying to overcome even before they initiate the squat? And they're trying to transfer the yield somewhere else or like what like okay so what are we so, doing well it, it essentially it's a it's a so think about this so when you in a normal late foot okay a normal representation of a late foot so this is not the clawed toes or anything this is just like somebody that some miracle human being that doesn't have any problems right um <clears throat> the musculature that would lift the heel are also the muscles that would bend the toes, right? So instead of bending the toes, the, the, the toes appear to be straight, the heel comes off the ground. And, and so the, those muscles sort of reverse the action, if you will. <clears throat> In the late foot that you're describing, you have somebody whose center of gravity has gone forward. The, the heel um, is actually lightened under that circumstance. It might still be in contact with the ground, but because it's in contact with the ground, the muscles that would normally lift it up in a late representation don't lift it up. They just pull back against the toes. And that's why you're seeing that. So you got, you got, the, you got the short toe muscles on the top, you got the long toe muscles on, on the back. And so essentially what you have, you have a foot that's trying to leave the ground, okay? Mm. So if you see a magnification of that strategy, right? Um, and, and you like you'll see them sort of white. I mean, I don't know if you watch if you people squat barefoot or anything like that, but you'll see them white knuckle the floor, right? Mm -hmm. Because the center of gravity is still forward. They still have a late representation, so they're still they're not going to be able to sit back, right? They're going to try, but but again, the, the center of gravity is is still too far forward, and so. What, what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to push the, the four, like what essentially what this does is it pushes the forefoot down into the ground, mm -hmm. right? And so it's not a great delay um, because the, the connective tissue behavior would still be in an overcoming state. Now, that's right. useful under load because it, it's, it's kind of like we were just saying with Dale, it's like, okay, you put enough force on the, you know, associated with the bar load or the way that he was doing his warm up. It's like, that's how you push like you create a yield in tissues that are stiffer, right? In, in an overcoming representation. Again, stores and releases a lot of energy, might not be necessarily ideal um, from a movement perspective, because again, you're, you're, you're stressing the connective tissue behaviors, which means it's not just tendons, right? I mean, you're gonna be using bony structure, all the fascias, right? All of that stuff stores and releases energy. 
So can be a useful strategy in performance from a long-term perspective, might not be the best, you know, best case scenario, but that's probably what you're looking at. And then if he's actively trying to maintain the arch, yeah. then is that a is that an early IR foot? No. Or not, not in this case, because again, with the the like the toes are the are the are the giveaway because again, you're you're looking at the concentric overcoming representation. So Again, it's it's an attempt to maintain stiffness in the tissues and, and letting the load create the deformation, right, right to, to create the yielding action. Okay, right. so when he was maintaining the arch, he was we're, we're assuming the toes are not flat. That he was um, I would hazard I would hazard a guess that he was pushing his toes into the ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Under that circumstance. Because again, he's just trying to maintain the stiffest foot possible. Because again, what you're doing is you're you're releasing enough muscle activity that that that, that you're again you you have to store and release energy in the connective tissues, right? Mm -hmm. Under that circumstance, under massive loads, higher loads, right? The amount of 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 tension that you're going to release is going to be reduced. Otherwise, you're going to accelerate towards the ground, which is probably what you didn't want to do, especially in Dale's world, which I'm assuming Dale, you didn't do. You didn't do too many uh, um, rock bottom dynamic effort squats in your day, right? No, no. Yeah, like it's not like dropping down into a like a, a, a catch at the bottom of a plane or something like that, where you would release a heck of a lot of that muscle activity to get down there. Mm -hmm. So if you have a middle foot during a squat, are, are your toes flat then? Like the whole thing is in the foot the is The foot will be, will be much flatter, yes. Okay. All right. It's gonna basically the pelvis is on on the oblique turn, right? right? So if I push that forward, I push that forward. The only way that I can go forward, stay inside my base of support, is to turn into the other side. Good morning. Happy Thursday. I have NeuroCoffee in hand and it is perfect. I think I have a pretty foundational question, but I, I'm, I'm struggling to get the next step in outcomes with my patients. So mm -hmm. um, I can use a case study to help guide the conversation a little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, but what I'm picturing, or I guess what I'm struggling to picture is like the actual, the actual shape change and movement of wides when they're of, of a the of the part where they're coming back on the right side, uh -huh. and then, and then being able like, know like what the shapes would be or like what would need to happen in order to go from like right like to start making the turn from right to left. Uh -huh. at that point so like if somebody's coming back on the right is that i know because we're bringing them to an earlier representation of of ir on their right side right so then they have like enough space to then use a late ir to push from right to left like is is that sort of like what we're doing so so yeah so you're gonna have to but but again it's a it's a controlled representation of what you're actually driving as you're driving the right hip forward to turn them left. So it's it's a it's a turn that looks 
like that, right? So when they land, you understand you understand the starting conditions, right? Of like like a wide archetype. Wide ISS. Situation. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think so. All right. And you understand that that the center of gravity is low and their first move is up. Okay. On the, just on in the, general, just um, yeah, up on the left. Up more on the so left side. side. Right. So they're they're actually reducing the downforce on that side. Okay. Remember, down is internal rotation. Yeah. Okay. So yep. that's why you, that's why you see the left side go up, right side goes goes back to the right heel because that's just where the center of gravity is going to go. Okay. Mm -hmm. You follow that? Yes. Yeah. For, first move is up on the left, and then center of gravity will be moving down and on that right heel. Yeah. Simultaneous. Right. Like this is happening at the same time, right? Because it's just based on shape. So it's they're just following the simple rule of you will move in the direction of expansion. Okay. So the greatest space is posterior to the right. That's why they go there. Okay. Follow? Yes. That, that was a very weak yes. I'm just saying. I know it's so early. The, the expansion happening on, on that right side, because if there's if they're going up on, on that left side, the reason why they'd be on the heel on, on that right side for the, for the simultaneous first move is because that, that there's posterior lower like space there. There you go. That's it. Right there. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's why they land there. Okay. Now, if I wanted to push them back to the starting condition, right. mm. if I want to push them back to starting condition, what do I have to do? You gotta be able to get that that right heel. Okay. And then what? After that, mm -hmm. then gotta be able to like. So how do I get how do I get from the right heel okay, yes. to the left heel? Because that's where I have to, that's where I have to land. Right to get the the turn from right to left. So, I mean, because it can't you can't go from like it can't be like in a narrow where we're like shooting for. So it has it has to be from that right heel almost like to their left first met head. They're already there. There's uh -huh. their pivot point, boss. Think about it. Right. If I so it, you can do this sitting in your chair. Okay. Yeah. Just pick up your left heel because yeah. I'm unweighting that, right? Because it's left, yeah. okay. To be clear, yeah. it might actually be touching the ground, but it's not fully weighted, right? right? On the right. left side, just, just so everybody doesn't create confusion. Point being is your center of mass is, is, is to the right and it's gonna be posterior. I have to be able to push that forward on the right side, okay, yeah. out, moving past my first met head. So, so there's my anchor to the front. I've, I've got a first met head that would be on the ground on the left side. Yeah. It's just that the heel is like, okay. Yeah. So I push forward, right? I have a constraint 
of my first med head on the right side. Okay. You follow? I have a constraint on, on the first med on the right side. I hang on to, I have to hang on to my right heel. I push into the constraint of the first med head on the right. And then oh. that that stops me from going too far forward, which is what would happen if I allowed the center of gravity to, to go forward on the right as you, as they would commonly do. Okay, sure. You, you understand? Yeah. So you're going to so go hold the, on to a starting condition. I'm using the, so th think about, think about what you gain on the left and lose on the left as you go up. You know, gain like E, yeah, gain like E or measures in that case. Yeah. And you're going to drop yeah. off IR progressively. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I have to reverse that process over on the other side, which means I have to superimpose more IR. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Where would the IR be? Is the IR going to be up on my first met head on my left foot or is it going to be on my heel? That's going to be on your heel. Yeah. So, so literally I have to I have to use the constraint of the of the right foot. I have to push that side forward into the constraint so it stops. Yeah. All right. That's gonna turn my it's gonna basically the pelvis is on, on that oblique turn, right? right? So if I push that forward, if I push that forward, the only way that I can go forward, stay inside my base of support, is to turn into the other side. That's gonna drop the, the right heel into the ground. So you remember the foot sequence that we've talked about in the past? Yes. Yeah. In terms of like right ball foot heel. Yeah. This is why there's that subtle difference between wides and narrows in regards to capturing foot contacts. It's like they're the same foot contacts, but we, if we think sequentially, it, it determines how we're going to, um, it, how we're going to move, whether it's going to be more of like a straight line type of movement versus a turn. Okay. So I guess like what would so in terms of like a I mean because the sequence of like turning a narrow of like being able to capture like a like doing like a right supine cross connect and like a left side propulsion with like mm -hmm. to get them to square out the safe realm and then and then be able to get that full turn and like a prone propulsion. Yep. So let's say if we're we're doing activities or to be you know chops or hook line cross connects for that right but I, but I know why is they struggle in a supine situation mm -hmm. so I, I guess like that being able to like put them in an environment where they can like have some success like I guess that that transition of like teaching them what it feels like with that right foot to start holding on to the heel and then getting to their first met head I guess like that uh, yeah I'm just obviously as I know it's always sort of a struggle but like like what would be like positions I could put them in or constraints to create to start like are you, teaching are you, are you Are you needing an unweighted representation? Yeah, so I guess in my head where I'm thinking it, oh, I've been playing with the more as of late to say with like narrows, if whether it's a sideline propulsion or a prone propulsion, I'm like teaching them that sensation on like an unweighted position of what that means. So when we get to a starting, like, so I, I guess I'm, I'm struggling to give them the sensation on the ground of what to do with their foot. Okay. So, so that they can find it. Okay. Well, crazy simple. Yeah. It's crazy perfect. simple. 
okay? In what direction do I need to be able to um, get the sacrum to face to make the right to left turn in a wide ISA? To get it to turn from right to left, okay. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. I... What, what direction does it need to face? You mean forward? Relative to the direction that I perceive as forward. <laughs> okay. If, if I'm trying to get somebody to turn to the left from the right. Sacrum's going to turn from right to left. Okay. So I, so the sacrum has to be facing over there, right? Yes. Okay. Is there, is there, is there a foot position that I could use that would, that would allow me to do this? I mean, put the right foot forward. Awesome. Okay. So, so staggered stance. Yeah. In in inside of available space, which you if if you're at this point in the process, you're probably okay. You're probably got a pretty decent amount of space to play with. But, um, yeah. So so you're just going to go right foot forward, stagger. Okay. All right. And then, um, how do I how do I make a turn? from right to left? Like what has to happen? Oh, I mean, that talking about the tibia, like it's gotta go forward towards that first man head. Okay, love that, love that. So you don't lose the heel, but you're gonna move the tibia forward, okay? Yeah. And then real simple, what do I have to, what do I have to capture on the left side? I mean, initially it would have to be the, the first met head and the inside heel, but the, then I suppose as you start going, the left heel should start getting heavier as the right side goes forward. And I love everything you're saying. All right. Yeah. 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 Is okay. <clears throat> so so again, it's it's staggered. If you if you if you need if you need an, a a further assist. Yeah. Um, like if you need a little bit more of a of an yard. Representation on the right side because that's what's that's what's going to happen on the right side. Um, right. You can elevate that right foot relative to the left foot. Keep the stagger, elevate the foot. Makes it a little bit easier for them to capture the the heel contact on the left side. So I want a foot that can do that. Right. If if I'm trying to get somebody to turn to the left from the right. Sacrum's going to turn from right to left. Okay, so I so the sacrum has to be facing over there, right? Yes. Okay. Is there, no. is there is there a foot position that I could use that would that would allow me to do this? I mean, put the right foot forward. Awesome. Okay. So so staggered stance. Yeah. In in inside of available space, which you if if you're at this point in the process, you're probably okay. You're probably got a pretty decent amount of space to play with. But, um, yeah, so, so you're just gonna go right foot forward, stagger, okay? All right. And then um, how, do I, how do I make a turn from right to left? Like what has to happen? Oh, I mean, that- Talking about the tibia, like it's gotta go forward towards that first man head. Okay, love that. Love that. So you don't lose the heel, but you're going to move the tibia forward. Okay. Yeah. And then real simple, what do I have to, what do I have to capture on the left side? I mean, initially it would have to be 
the the first met had him the inside heel, but the then I suppose as you start going, the left heel should start getting heavier as the right side goes forward. And I love everything you're saying. All right. Yeah. 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 Is okay. <clears throat> so so again, it's it's staggered. If you if you if you need if you need an, a a further assist. Yeah. Um, like if you need a little bit more of a of an ER representation on the right side, because that's what's that's what's going to happen on the right side. Um, right. You can elevate that right foot relative to the left foot. Keep the stagger, elevate the foot, makes it a little bit easier for them to capture the the heel contact on the left side. It's almost easier just to have them up with in a wide situation because because gravity is going to help them come down on that left side yeah okay as opposed yeah. to trying to do like a ground-based activity well I mean, again it's like who are who are we messing with here it's like it's like like okay had a professional baseball player in yesterday and then also had a a a, a female client that had never played a sport in her life it's like which one do you think i put their foot up on a box Right. I mean, clearly the baseball player had no coordination whatsoever. I mean, he's he's only played at the professional level for, you know, a few years. Right. Yeah. No, it's just you, you got to make it easier. You got to make it you, like like that's how you make it easier for people to find these these contacts and cues. It's like where where was the weight before? Well, the weight was way back on the right heel. So they don't know what the left heel feels like. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I was just trying to overcomplicate things, right? Well, I think we always do. Yeah, we always do, right? But it, but you know, this is why this is why the foot sequencing is helpful. Like, can you? And I, I've said this before. It's like, can you land somebody in 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 contacts out of sequence and be successful? Absolutely. And then there's going to be that time where it will matter. So it's yeah. good to understand the the simple rule that will get you to create the turn that you want. Cool. I think so. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's look at look at the sequence that you described on the table. Right. And look at the end position. So if you you said you finished in a prone right propulsion. For for an arrow, yeah. I mean, okay. So I mean, could you could you do that with a wide? Sure. Yeah, you can. They have they have early, middle, and late, just like everybody else does, right? It's just a little right. bit, a little bit different space. One sec. Um, you you will find it to be much easier with a narrow, for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I just didn't know if like putting them in prone was also going to be. But I mean, I guess that just I, I guess I just see so many people like the they don't have the strategy to get in prone because they're just so like end game. They're so wide. Right. And then that's yeah, why you that, don't use that's when you yeah, don't that's why use it. Right. But if I if I have a wide ISA baseball player that is not like that type of person. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, I don't have okay, take a take a, a wide ISA pitcher. Say we, we here's the thing. We always talk about like the extremes to make a point, right? So we so we have that understanding. It's like, but not everybody's going to be at the extreme. They're going to be biased in, in a direction, right? 
Um, but it also gives us a little bit of room room to play, right? So right there, Malik. Sorry, go for it. You're always going to spend you're always going to spend more time with your wides in these sideline positions and and such because that's that's where you're going to be much more successful recapturing their ability to create the AP, right? Doesn't mean that you can't move them. Like in a perfect world, if you're going to restore relative motion to a wide ISA individual, you would want them to be able to do something in supine. You would want them to be able to do something in prone, right? Like that would be a, a great representation of somebody that has adaptability. Right. Just might not be something that you do like right off the bat because you just don't have the shape capabilities. Like I want my wide ISA pitcher to be able to turn. I just know he's not going to be like a narrow guy. Like my expectation is different. I guess I was overcomplicating stuff in my head thinking I was missing out on something. Yeah, yeah that was super helpful though. Uh, especially you know, point you know, Cameron, as long as long as you don't injure or kill your patients in the process, it's usually okay to experiment a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I, I made a comment yesterday. It's like, it's okay to break the rules as long as you mm -hmm. know which rules that you're breaking. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Thanks, Bill. Mm -hmm. Oh, quick follow-up. Uh-huh. So I know a few weeks ago we went over those foot cues and it, that uh -huh. really set light bulbs off in my head. Uh -huh. And uh my question today is does it, what role does the fifth med head play in this in this in these okay. positions? That's a really that's a really good question because we always talk about medial foot contacts because that's the one that everybody loses, right? Right. So so think about being just think about being on the extreme outside edge of a foot. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that would be representative of sort of the, the extreme barrier of your base of support. Like you tip over outside of your, your fifth met head, your toes, mm -hmm. right? You're, you're, you're going somewhere, right? Okay. So you think about extremes of, of internal rotation. Like it's, it's this one point in space where all this density comes in. It's your center of gravity. That's as much IR as you could possibly demonstrate. So much to the degree that there's so much compression that you can't see any ER. Okay. Take the fifth met head and reverse that engineering process. This is the greatest representation of, of space away from midline. It is the last representation of er with no ir it's like you can you fall outside of that base of support you have no downforce so you have to fall okay mm -hmm. all right so when we're capturing foot cues okay we don't really talk about we don't really talk about the 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 fifth med head all that much because most of the time you don't have to practice capturing you have to just practice hanging on to it because again most people will have pressure on the lateral aspect of their foot in many cases and so, so as you're capturing the medial contacts, the mistake that some people will make is that they will over correct to capture medial contacts and then they lift up the lateral aspect of the heel and they lift up the lateral aspect of the foot, which, which releases the fifth med head from the ground. Because what we want, Dale, is we want, so if this is the heel and this is the forefoot, we want a foot that can do that, right? right. With, with the foot on the ground. So that's, that's, all, that's all the con there. I'm, I'm making goofy things with my hand when I got a foot sitting right here. Right. So I want a foot that can do that. Right. Right. And that, that requires that I have my two heel contacts and my, my two med head contacts. Right. 
Okay. It's just, it's just like I said, typically because of the way that the center, center of gravity is shifting, we tend to lose our, our medial contacts because everything, right. again, we're going to move away from midline to find spaces to move. And then that's why we lose them. Right. Well, guys, my thought was that when you, when wide makes his first move to the, to the right and we mm -hmm. lose that medial hill on the left, or yes. we, we're probably also losing some of the fifth med head on the left. Entirely possible, entirely possible, right? Because you're moving away from... Right, yeah. The, the way we always talk about stuff that, that seems to be a really simple way to do it is um, we talk about going into the cut, out of the cut, right. kind, of, kind of a frame of reference. If you think about when you're pushing out of a cut and, and you think about like the last ground contacts that you would have as you're leaving the ground, mm -hmm. your first... First met head would be there. Your big toe would be there, right? You think about like that position. Right, yeah. And, and that would be an extreme representation of any time that you're leaving the ground on one side. Right. So then on the right side, as you get closer towards end game and you start to move forward on the right, right, towards, are you yeah. going to pick up a little bit? You're, you're probably picking up a little bit more of the fifth med head at that point. Uh huh. Third, oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. On the right side. Yeah, so. you'll see. You'll see people that live on their pinky toe. Yeah. They, right. they, they. Those are the people that hide it under their their fourth toe. You know. You ever mm -hmm. see those people? Yeah. Their foot's on the ground and they got a little toe that kind of like tucks under and hides. Right. Yeah.